Everybody are welcome to a winner's you podcast episode eight. As ever, my name is David, and sitting three hundred and fifty miles across from me is Mister Alex Aldridge. How are you doing today, Alex? Hoi hoi! Back uh, from the pits of hell, uh, back from doom. Some people might say <laughs> they they are entering their certain doom. Sixty four yeah. right now. <laughs> we have braved the yeah, the shores of hell for this. Braved is is the word. Although it didn't feel like that until the very end. <laughs> Yeah, basically, for the most part, it was a bit of a just slightly puzzling cakewalk. We've got one hell of a redemption arc on on the on the horizon <laughs> for this podcast, don't we? I think you're gonna. This may have set a record now for hopefully the first and last ever game club episode to feature a game that has been uninstalled and reinstalled in the in the playing part of it. <laughs> in the in the space of like. 20 minutes as well. Despondent rage. Uninstall. Disappointment in myself. Reinstall. Rage. Completion. You almost kind of went under the radar with it as well because you didn't really announce to me that you were reinstalling it again. You announced that you'd uninstalled it and that it was mm-hmm. gone forever. And then all of a sudden you were back playing it again. Just kind of, you know, <laughs> quietly picked yourself up, dusted yourself down, went back to it. Oh, workmanlike. Sitting... Yeah. I was sitting trying not to play it, and I was sitting thinking, I am not going to be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> you did say that. that. I've let myself down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you do anything so else? So back I trudged. What did you do in that? In Sorry? The, in the de- what did you do in the inter- interim period? I don't remember what you I actually did. I sat in the menu of Apex Legends, wrongly <laughs> assuming Murray was in a game and he was going to send me an invite when he finished. <laughs> not knowing that he was in a completely different game doing his own thing. <laughs> so we basically have him to thank for his incapability of actually sending you an invite and playing in the right game. If he was in Apex Legends, yeah. you'd have never done it. Yeah, we'd, we'd be sitting here telling a different story. Yeah. So in a way, thanks, Mario. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, but for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, uh, we well, Hades has taken me a bit longer than I think maybe, well, certainly I anticipated. Anyway, um, so in the intermediate... Intermediate? In the in the intervening, ah, in the middle, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're going to play. We've played through Doom sixty four this weekend because we couldn't let you guys go without a game club. So we decided to pick a new game, which we announced on Twitter. So if you missed it, get following us on Twitter so you don't miss the next one. In case I underestimate myself again, <laughs> overestimate myself. I think I th- actually what I did. And yeah, so we played through Doom sixty four over the weekend, and Alex is going to take us through. A bit of a rundown of the game, really. Yeah, we've got some other stuff coming up later on in the show, but we'll start off... I mean, there's no point running through the actual level-by-level of the game, because... No, and and to be honest, I'm not sure that would be the interesting way to do this either. No, it'd just be, I pressed this button and something opened, or I found this key. It'd be a lot of manic fighting and then walking around corridors listening to, like, odd moaning for a while. There was some really weird... Not just, I mean, the music, there, there wasn't, you can't really call what they did in it music. Um, Ambient sound, perhaps. Yeah, but there was definitely one that 
caught my ear, I suppose, that had like what sounded at first like a, a baby crying a lot. And then, oh, I was about to mention the baby crying. Yeah, but then it also, after a while, it got so like repetitive and like an audio blur for me that it just sounded like cats after a yeah. while. Just, just going, yeah, yeah, that's true. It's just that was really weird. Just for, just for one level. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because I, I, well, I heard it and I was assuming that, well, they've obviously tried to go for a more psychologically unsettling feel than previous Doom games. And I was like, well, we're psychologically and like evolutionarily programmed to not like the sound of a baby crying. We're meant yeah. to want to make it stop. So I was like, well, they're obviously just trying to make a, make us feel uncomfortable. But eventually, yeah, you're right. It just sort of blends into the background and you just kind of cut it out. Yeah. And it, but you're you're right. And for those that have played Minecraft, um, it kind of started reminding me of those massive balloon cats that you get in the in the Nether world. I was oh, okay. say the nether regions that's something completely different <laughs> that's only in a female's nether region that you get cats <laughs> yeah that's true yeah <laughs> so you say there's, there's no there's no mewing noises coming from mine <laughs> um yeah i mean uh, maybe the final boss uh would have been more palatable if they had the actual doom music for that just if there was just just yeah, on that just... level yeah, and it would have been nice to hear that would have made it. I less... actually started playing Doom. Oh, did you? After we finished, yeah, I've started. I started the first couple of levels, so I'm off again. I mean, I know a lot of people. It seems from the time and and even retrospectively, seem to look back on it and go, "Oh, well, you know what? The 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 atmosphere was better because it didn't have." I saw somebody call the music of Doom cheesy, which can fuck right off. That's massively incorrect. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, the the current Doom games have proven that to be the case. You just need to, you know, you just need to dubstep slash heavy metal it up. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think in many, well, this is it. This is going to be a, a sort of complicated discussion, I think, for me. And I, I don't know how you feel about it, but like, in many ways, like, because I, again, like, I started going back and looking at Masters of Doom, the book again right while we were prepping for this and so sort of that with doom 64 and then going back and playing the og doom and then thinking back to doom 2016 and the and the no clip documentary it's it's odd that doom 1 and 2 came along and just their whole idea was to evoke like iron maiden covers yeah and just be just be heavy metal and just insane just like running about shooting having fun causing chaos mm-hmm. non-stop action then moving on to the next thing and doom 2016 emulated that perfectly and it was a good game and better for it doing that but doom 64 is a very different feel of a game but almost in a strange way and again i don't know how you feel about this but i've come away and i do need to play more of doom before i can sort of cement this opinion but I love the what Doom 1 and 2 evoke, but almost Doom 64 seems to have aged the best, bizarrely, of the three. Definitely. I mean, it still feels fast and floaty in, I suppose, the way they would have wanted it to. Um, and I, I do also think it's important to note that we played this with yeah. updated controls. That's very yeah, I'm true. Not, I'm not sure how it would have felt if we had gone back and used a Nintendo 64 controller. You never managed to get an emulator working, did you? Uh, I didn't actually get around to doing it. I could have got it working, but I feel like it would... 
I feel like I've got enough golden eye muscle memory that using the C buttons to strafe wouldn't have been the worst thing. I'd have still been okay, mm. I think. Because, and it was funny, to, we'll, get, we'll touch on this later, but it's funny to read one of the magazines at the time that reviewed it say that, you know, GoldenEye is better than this because in GoldenEye you can aim your weapon up and down. So I suppose by its own <laughs> limitations, it wouldn't actually be that bad on an N64 controller because you really can't aim anywhere sure. other than straight in front of you, wherever you are. Because most of the time you are just doing the classic tactic of circle strafing and shooting or peeking yeah. back and forward from a wall and just pulling the trigger. So... Yeah, I, I actually I was a bit, I was a bit, um say apologies. I think I've slightly hijacked this, but I, I remember when you sent me over the the podcast structure. You were you were going to start with telling us a, a discussion about what we thought about this game. So yeah, what did you think about this game, Alex? I'm kind of stuck at the moment in in between thinking, is this like the best of the retro Doom games, or is it just that Doom one and two haven't aged as well as it ha- this one has? As you said, like. It's really hard. To, it's really hard to tell. You go back and play classic Doom, it's and tough. it's still playable. And absolutely, this is not classic because it it doesn't have the same reverence in the series or in gaming history as the other two do. But no, and if I I fully sorry to derail, I fully. But while you're on the topic, I fully feel like if this was a modern game or you had transported us back to 1990, whatever seven was it when it came out? Uh, yeah. Um, what would be coming out of my mouth is that they've missed the point of what Doom is, which is a little bit, which I think is worth noting for me. I think like it's not a rock and roll running gun, just balls to the wall. Like, ah, like in my head, I want like metaphorically, I want the wind smashing me in the face, my eyes wide, and I just want to be screaming the whole time as I'm sprinting around levels. And it's not that. I would also maybe make the point there that Doom 2016 is the most like that and far more like that than the originals are in our heads yes i think the more you play especially doom one the more you play that the more it actually does feel quite reminiscent to doom 64 and that it can be quite plodding at times when you just get completely Mm -hmm. lost in a level whereas doom 2 they seem to just shove like almost like copy and paste the enemies all over i need to get to that that one feels like the most extreme of these older versions of the game whereas doom one actually when you go back and play it there's just a lot of the time when you're just going to be walking around yeah. looking for a key and all the enemies are already yeah dead. yeah fair um yeah because like again i don't know what you think about this and feel free to tell me i'm talking rubbish but what i sort of came away from thinking finding with doom 64 is that doom 64 is an odd straddle between doom one and two and doom three definitely because obviously doom three is so vastly different from any other doom that has been released and it's more of a slow paced plodding horror game doom 64 seems to feel yeah doom 64 seems like it feels like it's got a foot in both camps in 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 many ways yeah Uh, yeah i mean it definitely takes a turn when you get to to the hell levels later on in the game and it then does start to become full of just you know those mental segments where 50 enemies are all going to just appear on screen of various types there were some moments in this that really did feel reminiscent to 2016 where you'll go to an area loads of enemies will spawn in and it almost becomes the, you know that's one of the you know the the checkpoints of the level yeah and then the rest of it is kind of walking around um and exploring a map which is almost always 
obtuse and really difficult to find your way around. But I actually did really enjoy this. And even the end boss didn't annoy me. But that's as we discussed last night, because your annoyance was at such a high level that mine could never bring itself up. Mine, that was, high. yeah, mine was off the scale. I was beyond really even being able to have a conversation. I think by the yeah, but before I uninstalled the game, I think actually in some ways it was probably a good thing that I uninstalled it. Took ten minutes and then came back to it. Like actually, what I should have done if I was playing on my own, I should have turned off my Xbox and walked away for a while and had a coffee. <laughs> yeah, chilled out and then come back. Um. But yeah, you're right. I think my takeaway from it was, for the most part, positive. And in general, I actually liked what it had to offer. And I think the... I don't know if it was deliberate or not. And maybe maybe this is just old game design. But I actually grew to quite enjoy the the mixed pacing that the game brought with it. Yeah. So like, obviously, you would have the the short sharp moments of intense action and they were intense some of the times you'd walk into a room and there was just enemies everywhere yeah i absolutely loved that and my takeaway from it was that's actually where doom is at its best on the last level before you meet the, is it the mother demon is that what she's called i think so yeah before you meet her i absolutely loved that when you were when you had all those enemies coming at you i was having a great time mm-hmm. and but then also, like when the game, when you've killed all those enemies in most of the levels, you have a, quite an extended period of almost puzzle solving where you're trying to work out what's going on. And and I think I maybe didn't quite grasp until I completed the game that it actually wanted me to go and hunt for secrets and that you can use the map to look for secrets in a way that I just didn't quite click. I kind of yeah. saw the map and thought, what's the point in it? Um, and it wasn't until I got to the end and realized there were things you could do to make the last boss easier that i was like right okay i've not understood what this game is wanting me to do which is a fault of the game let's be honest like it, it and and arguably of the map as well really yeah they, they didn't it never it never even told me there was a map that i can remember let alone what i was supposed to do oh, with I don't them. think it tells you anything at all yeah it just sort of plonks you and lets you go but but yeah to bring it back around i think generally positive i enjoyed my time with it i think the the mother demon boss is is just a kick in the balls and it did leave me slightly soured on it especially because we figured out that it's actually not that hard mm-hmm. if you just show it no respect and, and run at it and shoot it with a really powerful gun it's actually fine um yeah we'll, we'll get but yeah generally positive later, and enjoy yeah. yeah okay I'll, I'll sorry but yeah sorry i'm derailing you again but yeah generally positive and i did enjoy my time with it and i'm looking forward to going back and playing doom again to see how I feel both like, cause obviously I think objectively Doom 1 and 2 are probably going to be better games, but I wonder through a 2021 lens, if Doom 64 is maybe going to have aged the best, which I don't think anybody would have guessed that at the time. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that's probably largely helped by it being re-released um, on Xbox, well, yeah. on, on current consoles, because I think the biggest problem... Well, it's not I'm... on a revolutionary controller anymore, Alex. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it was at the time. It was the at the industry. time. Um, I th- one of the things I remember hearing a lot about Doom 64 in its in its original version is that it's like the darkest game ever. Yeah. So, yeah. Did you did you ever look up any YouTube videos while you were playing through Doom 64? Uh, I mean, I, I I didn't. I remember Angry Video Game Nerd playing it and, and showing how much he had to turn his brightness on his TV up. And he still 90% couldn't see of them anything. were just black screens. Yeah. yeah. Horrific. 
Um, yeah. So that has massively helped. I don't think we'd be talking about it very highly if we'd played it on a HD TV through an actual N64. That would be no. horrendous. No. But generally positive. Took us about, what do you think, about seven to ten hours? Yeah, probably about that. I mean... I suppose one, you know, when you're getting down to the to the later levels that are really sprawling and confusing, you're talking about twenty five to thirty minutes for a level, and there are yeah, well, we played what twenty five levels, yeah. So yeah, it's a nice little uh, sojourn from from modern gaming. Yeah, but quite. Um, I don't know if I don't know if surprise is is the word, but. You're you're you seem quite mixed on it, but I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to like really gauge your feeling on it, and you see you're feel you're feeling quite sort of reserved, not overly positive, but also not overly negative of the game. Yeah, I'd say that's probably quite accurate. It doesn't it just doesn't have that nostalgic grip on me because I've only ever played mm-hmm. it. Th- I'd never played it before, um, and so because it's been uh, I don't know maybe 6 months since I played the original Dooms on the Switch that I'm kind of reticent to decide whether it's better than them or not because I can't my mind is just telling me it's, the original Dooms are obviously better because that's why everyone loves them this is the first podcast that I can remember doing with you that I I feel like I can almost hear you or see you chewing over it as <laughs> yeah. we're talking about it yeah I did I, I mean I think it's a really good game there's there's no doubt about that and I think it's it's got that really key retro feeling that games I feel these days don't necessarily have that much where you go from, as you said earlier, the pacing where it goes from absolute like balls out, just insane amounts of shooting and enemies to this really reflective plodding puzzle section that actually does make you feel genuine. I don't think I've ever played a game where I've said, aha, as much as I did this. Not even an Alan Partridge that game if it existed. Particu- particularly that level when you get all the keys and then you've got to start entering, pushing buttons in yeah. the colour-coded order to open up different doors. Yeah. That's a proper puzzle. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think if you were to look at the, uh, the, the like, the notes and you know how Nintendo used to do it on, like, graph paper or whatever. So where whatever mm. like the top down versions of this was in the design process the level design is actually really clever and really intricate in a way that doesn't necessarily translate to a confused person stumbling through corridor after corridor getting lost and can't remember where the door yeah. is with the blue key because it doesn't show on the map as a blue door so but if you think of how many times you're going to go all the way over here press a button that's going to lower something down that will allow you to go press that button which then releases a key which goes back to this door and that door's got another key like the way that it's all pieced together in like a segmented linear structure if it was written down is really clever mm-hmm. but it has obviously had no hand holding and no none of those modern traps to it whatsoever it's yeah. entirely of your own exploration and memory and using the map that you're actually going to get anywhere with it. That it, you really feel like you know the levels by the end, don't yeah, you? Yeah, and you feel smart. You do feel and a badass. Yeah. It kind of goes back and forward of making you feel good for two completely different reasons, and it's actually such a, a striking dichotomy of game types that is why I really enjoyed it so much. It, it's probably because of that that I just kind of felt a little bit like just sort of chilled because a lot of the time me and you were were playing it, just chatting and going yeah. through it at the same time. 
individually whilst just talking while we play and which is one of my favorite things to do by the way just working throughout you're playing the same game obviously at different points but yeah. just chatting yeah sometimes chatting about the game sometimes chatting about other things um one thing i think i mentioned to you while we were chatting and i think it's probably worth bringing up here is that i really uh, it's obvious and it's it's not like it's not sort of like einstein game design but one thing i really enjoyed was the fact that very often you would start a level and it would show you the end of the game or where yes. you're trying to get to as soon as you began and then it was about you then going off and exploring the level to figure out what you're going to do and then get eventually come back to where you started and finish it off and i, I thought that was really cool and i enjoyed that and i'm tr- i was trying to think back to the n64 era and i couldn't think of a lot of examples of other games that did that yes can you it's such a thing it's such a fucking question to put you on the spot with i know yeah but. i mean it, it kind of almost it feels more like those things you get in some books or tv shows you know where it shows you the crescendo of everything and then it'll sort yeah. of be like well i suppose you're wondering how i got here right and then it goes back and tells <laughs> it you know like like max Payne, for example where max Payne with it starts yeah. with him on the rooftop the police are all out there about to fuck him up and now he's going to come back and tell you how you got to this point. Obviously, it's not telling anything in the narrative about that. It's just sort of saying, here's your yeah. objective right in front of you. Now off you go and figure out how to get all the way back here when you've done it. And I really can't, yeah, as you say, I can't figure that out. Maybe Resident Evil does some of the things like that. Where yeah, you, you know, you'll, you'll start off in a room that's clearly got a key on it you know here's the helmet key door yeah yeah then... resident evil is a great example that's actually fantastic when you've just you've just said that yeah it's like showing it's, it's almost a metroidvania trope isn't it it it's is showing it you is. stuff it really that you is. can get to but not yeah bringing you back until later but it's sort of like microcosmed down into one level rather than an entire experience exactly exactly and i think you know a, sort of a cursory glance back into the you know into the past if you ask people what they think of with doom all they're going to talk about is shooting shit and yeah it's one of those which is not what this game is really no, and it's not what the first two are either really once you get down to it there this is in all of them it just mm-hmm. this one i think probably has more gaps in between the shooting than it than the other ones do certainly doom 2 where it's just constantly just trying to copy and paste stuff this one actually does have quite a like a curve towards that the earlier levels I think I remember it doing quite a lot of times. You'd start a level and you'd have always have enemies with their backs to you as soon as you start. Just shot, <laughs> the amount of people I shotgunned up the arsehole in this was ridiculous. Yeah. And you could you could spin around and they wouldn't act. They wouldn't aggro. They wouldn't aggro until you actually moved. Oh, I never tried that. But that's quality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One one question I actually really wanted to ask you about this, and I've been saving it for this podcast, is: Do you think? this game is better worse or indifferent from having the doom tag on it that's a good that's a really good question you see so my thinking with this is that like again like i don't know actually through like sort of kneading it out in like extracting it like what a doom game actually is with you over the last 20 minutes i wonder like like in many ways it seems like this midway version of a doom game is a truer representation of what doom actually was rather than like obviously what like john carmack and 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 co were were shooting for when they built doom they were also hampered by lacking of computer power and they had to have things like looping midi tunes rather than 
rather than full-blown heavy metal songs, which I'm sure they would have done if they could have. Yeah. It, it, it almost like Doom 64 to me evokes what Doom perhaps was rather than what we remember it being. But I'm also not, I'm not fully confident that I'm, I'm willing to set that as my opinion either. So yeah, yeah like, I don't know. Yeah, there's definitely, not maybe not feel to it, but you can tell that John Romero didn't make the levels. But then, it, but then there's also a lot of the levels are reimagining slash tweaks on John Romero levels from one and two. Are they? I'm sure I read that. Oh, Some, okay. Yeah, I'm sure I read that somewhere. Um, they're they're basically they've taken like because a lot of the story the this story in quotation marks is the Doom guy going back to yes. hell and he's almost being drawn back to to sort of put put, put the demons away again. Yeah, you're right. You're even right. though he doesn't want, even though he doesn't want to. So there are areas that he's revisiting that he's been to before that yeah. they've, they've touched up and retweaked um don't ask me which ones they are but i've definitely picked that up somewhere through reading right. about this over the weekend yeah because uh, a lot of the narrative around this at the time seemed to be people were expecting this to just be doom again with a mm. bit of a graphical tweaking because it's in 64 bits now but yeah it, it is basically a completely different game or just 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 its own yeah. standalone game. It's it's not Doom on the N sixty four like it was on the SNES or the PlayStation or whatever. Yeah. Um. And I feel like Midway actually showed quite a lot of understanding of 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 what Doom was, and it'd be interesting if it actually looked at this with any and got any influence from it for Doom three, because as you pointed out earlier, it's like a stepping stone between the two. I'd be interested mm. if they actually took anything from this and thought. You know what? The atmosphere was maybe a little bit better in Doom 64 than it was in 1 and 2. Maybe we do need to kind of slow things down and make it more oppressive and claustrophobic and dark. Well, that might be how we end up with Doom 3, right? Maybe, yeah. The people just went in the, in the in the complete to the complete extreme. Yeah, they I mean they they shit the bed with it. They went way too far. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we'll come back to that as future a future episode yeah doom 3 but but yeah like trying to trying to actually pull an answer from you is it better worse or indifferent from having the doom tag oh better i mean it's still it's still got the it's still got the main trappings hasn't it so i don't think I we feel- remember it i don't think we're playing it and i don't think we're talking about it if it's not called doom is 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 i guess what i come down to personally no but i feel like that they have shown this respect to what the other games were that they've used the tropes of doom to make their own to make their own version by following almost like a manual and then kind of tweaking everything in the manual so it's still really gory it still has the same yeah. weapons and the same enemies and the same formula of you need key x to get in door x that they've used that to allow it to follow that formula of we're going to do loads of puzzles and loads of crazy enemy encounters um and without it being doomed then they wouldn't have been obliged to do that they may have just made it i don't know a completely different type of first person game yeah no to- that you're spot on there and i i and i'm trying to trying to be really measured when it comes to this game because like like, like we're saying where it, it it obviously has a reverence for what doom used to be and then try to move it on a bit and yeah Conversely, that's the exact criticism I, I would have of a gear a game like Gears of War 4. In that, yeah, Gears of War 1, 2, 3, Judgment, 
were amongst my like Gears of War at that time. Like we've gone over this before. One of my favorite series. I absolutely adored it. And we've just done a Gears of War podcast. That is still an absolutely fantastic, stellar game. And there's there's nothing nothing like just having fun gameplay. There's a lot to be said about that. And um, yeah, my problem with Gears Four and Five, which I liked fine they were i liked fine i think as much as i would go to is that and i get and also halo uh, 4 yes. and beyond yeah is that they didn't take enough risks and they weren't brave enough to take what the series was and also then think right we need to move this into the modern day and be brave enough to take some risks and make it different for what it used to be and perhaps that's what doom 64 is it's they're just trying to move it on a bit They've, they've they've changed maybe they haven't changed the pace but they've definitely changed the feel of the game and it maybe works in some ways it maybe works in other it maybe doesn't work in some ways but maybe that's okay i don't know yeah what do you I think, think so. i think that's totally okay am i tying myself up in conversational knots <laughs> <laughs> i think that's totally okay for it to feel like it in some ways and not like it in other ways that's that's if I if if we basically just played Doom two point five or Doom three, but not the actual Doom three, mm. you know, then I I don't know if I if there'd even be anything worth talking about, or like this wouldn't really be worth talking no. about in t- compared to Doom one or Doom two because no, if they had just taken Doom one and two and thought let's make more levels, yeah, exactly. Well, what what have we got to say? Nothing. Yeah, this is different. They've taken a risk. Some of it pays off, I think, and some of it doesn't. And yeah, I, I still think it's. I think it's worth noting. I think if you're going to get a hold of this game and play at least the updated controls, I'm not. Again, I can't speak to the N64 controls, but this is worth your time. If you like the Doom games and you like shooters and you you've got an interest in the history of our of this media that we love, this is one of these games that I think is worth your time to look at and absorb whether you whether you like it or don't i think it's still worth taking a look at yeah the, i i assume that there has to have been a massive clamoring for this for them to have made it again anyway because it's interesting so this came along with tell me where this came free with something right uh, did it come with yes doom it was, 2016 it, no it was with doom eternal it's a strange doom eternal yeah. that's it's a strange one to pick imo <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because I mean, arguably, they've done the first two in so many different f- platforms before. I remember. Yeah. Do, I mean, didn't they do a Doom Three BFG edition, which had one and two on it? Yeah. And then you could do yeah. like. Yeah, and they've yeah because they've gone back to Doom Three, and because I remember you talking about the torch, you can now have the torch on while you shoot, that's which right. is makes the game eminently more playable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I feel like they they've kind of packed the first two in a couple of times on a lot of different platforms yeah maybe you're right like they've put it on you know doom one and two have been on mobile it's been on switch and then all of a sudden i think it was this one had sort of somehow this got talked about again and i don't i don't remember when the light switch was turned on for that but this started to be brought up again in in this sort of the gaming zeitgeist of ah you know doom 64 was actually pretty good they should probably bring that out again and then all of a sudden it comes free with Doom Eternal, and then it comes on Game Pass, so now everyone can get it if, who's, yeah. who's got an Xbox console. Um, that it's had this sort of revival. Um, I don't really know what the the general talk about it is now since it's been brought back out again. Um, I haven't really seen a lot of people talking about yes. it. Yes, this is one that people seem like again in my in my brief reading around it. People seem to be more positive 
same is just much like Majora's Mask. People are more positive on it today than they were at the time. Yeah. Although it reviewed quite well, as I'm yeah. sure you're going to get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did. I think it just it was kind of bogged down in in two ways, and then that was that obviously people thought it was it was going to be just Doom again on the N64. People mm. looked at some of the elements of this, you know, the way that the enemies are effectively like sprites that come towards you, um, and yeah. the way that you move, and sort of the feel, the feel of controlling it, even with the analog stick, felt like Doom. So it wasn't really pushing any boundaries of the new hardware the way Mario sixty four had done a few months earlier. Um, so I think people were kind of stuck thinking like that, and then still couldn't bring themselves to actually hate on it because it's so well designed and it's got you know so much content to it really i mean we beat it quite quickly yeah. but for an n64 game you compare this to something like Star Fox 64 which you can beat in two hours mm-hmm. you know it's a pretty substantial effort for an early game that was completely made by a third or a third party developer that's not the main guys um and I'm getting distracted as well, I think, by looking at my notes and trying to figure out what we actually talk about if we go through this game. It's kind of hard to to break it down and just talk about level by level because there's like 25 levels. I've got notes for every single one of them, but I don't really know what's worth bringing up and what isn't. <laughs> I guess what I'll try and do is I'll try and go through what I've written down and then like pick out pick out some stuff yeah, from each level or at least each every other level. So... Sure. The game starts with a level called staging area. So it was a pretty simple it's a pretty simple one to start with. You only need one key. It's got a few uh, secret areas. I did enjoy that you got the chainsaw in the first level, nice and early. Double double bladed chainsaw as well. Yeah, I just I just can't yeah, I can't get my head around the way the chainsaw looks like it's about to try and cut my hair. I mean, this one sound sounded particularly pissy. Um, it's just yeah. <laughs> like a battery operated chainsaw yeah and it get, for some reason they've decided that when you put it in an enemy it's gonna make an even higher pitch noise so you'll have like yeah. a <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you get a haircut and you fucking razor when you're shaving your beard yeah <laughs> except it's you know a, a demon's face um i remember thinking we discussed this as well that and clearly I thought this very early on because it's in my notes for the first level that I really wish I I missed being on a PC and having like the but the, the number keys for your weapons because there's a definite delay in the weapon switching. And as you pointed out, and I didn't even realise at first, you can't actually cycle all the way through and back round to the beginning again. You can only go yeah. one way or the other. Which kind <laughs> of works if you want to get straight to the BFG. You can just hammer the RB button until you get it. So that kind of works. And I did feel like I was getting yeah, smarter yeah. as I went along, where like if I had my super shotgun out and I needed to get to the rocket launcher, I knew that one press was only going to be the chain gun. So I was double tapping RB to get to the right weapon quickly. And it kind of made me... Oh, you're a smarter man than me because <laughs> I very often got myself into fights and just couldn't figure out where I was going with guns. And quite, I'd be like in the middle of an absolutely massive gunfight and then just whip out my shotgun it's like this is not the gun i need <laughs> and i'd just be like smashing the lb and rb trying to figure out where <laughs> i was going as i was sprinting around the level yeah because there's nothing really in in a, in a in the sense of a hud for that is there really you just get 
your health, your ammo, and what else do you get? There's three things it shows, but I can't remember. But you certainly don't have, like you did in the original one, where it had like the list of all your guns in order, didn't it? And it had the numbers above it. And it yeah. had the little dude's face mm-hmm. in the middle and all that kind of shit. Um, like looking around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? The first level also did a thing where um, there's a demon or an enemy in the exit, which is definitely not the last time it does that, but they absolutely love a bit of that. <laughs> definitely not. Get fi- yeah. get you finally get to the exit door. You open it up, and there's a big old twat stood in there. And they get their shots off quick as well. Those effing zombies, man, get those shots yeah. off quick. Yeah, they do. They really do. And, and and they can get a shot on you just as easy as you can. They talk about you know, oh, you can't aim up and down. Doesn't apparently matter. You just as long as they're in your sights, he'll aim it for you. And it's the same for them. We definitely got. I actually to a kind point of enjoyed where, that. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's you have to kind of cheese it, don't you? A little bit. You have to sort of. I remember I did that quite a lot where I'd get into this really tight little nook and cranny and be able to just kind of like yeah. shoot a rocket at some guy on a building miles away on the, on the outskirts of it. Um, so that was the first level. That was called staging area. Uh, the terraformer was the first level where it did what I said, where you start the, start the level and there's two dudes facing the wrong way. Um, there was a room in that one that was. Oh, like... that'll be the level with the. I think it's called Terraformer because it's got the those weights that smash down the down the. This the is level. You remember you you push a button and it like changes the actual formation of the level. Yes, and this is literally terraforming. Yeah, this is where the game starts to open up its intentions to trap you, a lot more than I remember the other ones doing as well. Where. You know, there are so many times in this where you're going to get crushed by the ceiling or walls are going to oh. enclose around you. You're going to just fall through the floor. Like, it really did love to play Sorry, a bit I'm of a Dark Souls. Ju- yeah. I'm also jumping about here, so I apologize because I'm, I'm, I know you're, you're, I'll make it difficult for you to follow your notes. But did that level where you had to get the blue key by lowering the by lowering the pillar and sprinting over to it, it was the, it was a level I realised there was actually a sprint button in the game. Yeah. And um, if you pushed the wrong button in that room, the roof came down and squashed you. The amount of times I died trying to figure out, because I didn't know there was a sprint button. I was like, well, there must be something I've got to do. Just walking <laughs> over every button, knowing it was going to crush me, but still pushing the button to see if I could figure out what this level wanted me to do. Yeah. I thought I was such an idiot. I still am. I mean, that's, that's, that is a very weird... A mechanic to have in the game where you 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 have to because there, there's a lot of for better for want of a better word platforming in this game but you don't really have any choice to yeah. actually jump to it or aim very well no. you just kind of either you sprint you and you just run fast yeah and he just kind of floats to the next platform <laughs> it's really and you can't look Did you down, ever do that so. when you're a kid if you went swimming you used to just try and run as fast as you can at the water still do that <laughs> I did that the last time I was in the swimming pool, I think, because we had a, my niece and nephew were there, and I was like, check this shit out, I'm Jesus, and would like run across the water. <laughs> but yeah, that's maybe that's what I was channeling. I was channeling the Doom Slayer trying to get to a platform with a blue key on it, just running really yeah, fast over thin air. <laughs> Try to grab your key. Yeah. Get over there. Uh, yeah, so like I said, it's really hard to to pick out stuff in this because a lot of it is just I got this key or I went into this teleporter or whatever. I guess that's the problem in, in that each level does follow the the same sort of format. Arrive in a level, look for the red, yellow, blue key, escape. Yeah. And it does it rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat and some are quicker than others, some involve different things and there are some interesting puzzles along the way 
but it it is the same thing for 30 odd levels yeah and there are some there have been many moments that i'm sure you you've you had yourself as well where i don't know how i did what was the right thing to do it just suddenly was i'd stumble my way back to the red key room and oh i can get the red key now but I don't know. That was one thing that did irritate me a little that. bit. That I thought, like, I was, I was going to say it's, it's, it's just old game design, but it's not. It's just bad game design. In, in that sometimes you, you push a button and you're like, well, I've pushed a button. I've got no idea what that did. I'm just going to have to cycle right through the level again until I find something that's different yeah. from what I did before. And that's why I was saying, which was earlier, annoying. Like, down, written down on paper sort of with a little you know diagram drawn on the map of you press this button and then this door over there is going to open but you've got to go to the teleport to get up here to get to that door it would actually sound and look really clever but yeah it, to play it out it, even the you know there are some sound cues it kind of like if you've got surround sound headphones it will sort of point out the general direction that you've opened something but it's still a bit of a crapshoot and there are so many times where i either banging my head against the wall or i just eventually stumble across what i did i mean even on for this third third level for main engineering i've written when i went back through the yellow door the red keys there i have no idea how because it mm-hmm. can be just it can get very very obtuse very very quickly um but around that time you're getting stuff like you get the super shotgun in the third level which you basically mained for the rest of the game i remember you saying and but so did i pretty much i love that thing yeah i love that thing and obviously like if there's a lot of enemies going around you wanted to change to something else but as it was generally sort of plodding my way through the levels that was my that was my go-to gun i love that thing it's it's so good yeah and it's a one shot for so many enemies as well um i never really figured out how it does um kind of like it's damage or bullet drop off or whether it even does it or not but i definitely feel like if you get closer to an enemy you're going to one shot them than if you're further away there's oh yeah definitely did so i i you you can see it if you stand further away from focus in that i don't know about bullet drop off but when you shoot your gun it sort of spreads out in about five bullets okay um just spreads out and, and obviously the closer you are you'll hit you'll hit everyone whereas if you're further away it'll maybe hit one or two of enemies but yeah you're yeah. right if you can get right up in people's faces it really does some does some damage yeah it started around the fourth level i think is when it started to do stuff like um it brings in more of the you know it, all these doom games do it where they kind of add enemies in level you know a few mm-hmm. levels at a time so at this point you're getting to stuff like the imps are now cloaked um you get the sort of the blue ones rather than the normal ones and they fire that kind of yeah. pink stuff you've got the caco demons suddenly start rising up um, oh my god another thing that, that i remember talking to you about as well is around this time in my notes i've got to the point where i started to realize that making multiple save files is more hassle than it's worth because the o- it doesn't tell you what save is what yeah the, o- <laughs> the only way i ever figured out how you do that is is after you die and you need to reload your save you have to let it go through to the like to the respawn and then go to save uh-huh. your game again and it will have the icon on the last one you saved uh, but if you go to load man. it if you go to load it it doesn't do that so if you were to load the one where it's got the where, the, where it puts the cursor straight away it's the wrong save so that was really fucking annoying <laughs> that <laughs> way it just couldn't tell me like anything other than is this is the level number because it was you know i had like yeah. seven or eight different save files because of the amount of times you save yourself into a corner, I thought it's best to 
that's my you know my dad's ingrained that in me since i was a kid like make sure you have loads of save files you don't want to lose all your progress oh the fallout and oblivion uh, like uh, elder scrolls games have, have taught me that yeah. the hard way <laughs> yeah um let's have a look what we've got i think it was around about the air the level maybe five or six called holding area where you first get your he- the hell knights the big i don't even know what they're supposed to be they're kind of like goat men giant goat men who throw the green stuff at you oh yes yeah there's some to bitches them yeah uh, and then they get like a i wrote actually i wrote down all the names of the things when we were shooting them at the end the baron of hell are like the bigger ones they're like the ones who threw the purple stuff at you they would take a real kick in but i found that about four yeah. shotgun shells or three rockets would deal with the the hell knights but you you had a bit of a, a, a sort of a fractured relationship with the rocket launch where you basically had to separate to yeah all too to often i killed myself exist. with it and i had to yeah, I had to ban myself from using it unless I was in a wide open area because I all too often just would shoot a wall as I was trying to shoot and then strafe behind a wall. I mean, I... And I was dead. I, I remember there were times when I'd go from like, I don't know, 112 health down to five just from one rocket yeah. to the wall. Like, it doesn't give a shit about taking away all your health <laughs> for accidentally shooting a thing. And a game that moves that fast and overwhelms you as much as it does... It's it's pretty harsh. Um, the, funnily enough, though, when you're talking about enemies, the worst enemy for me isn't actually an enemy that can take much damage. It's those flaming skulls. One shot and they're dead, but oh my goodness, they're annoying. And I find that the, I found that the super shotgun was too slow for them, so I would usually try and use the chain gun on them. Yeah, um, I think that's probably why I struggled with them. In the, like, it took me out of my comfort zone. I've definitely established a sort of run around with the shotgun comfort zone and then um so when i got pulled out of that 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 messed me up a lot yeah yeah the first level that really uh, i felt kind of started to properly tax my brain and become this like really sprawling puzzle was was a tech center um and that the the main bit i remember that from that one is that it had a bit where you had to um grab a red key from in the middle of a pillar that would crush you but it had like a a doomslayer shaped hole in it that you could kind of stand That's in right yeah it kind of felt like some sort of old buster keaton sketch you know where he's like sta- he stands there and the house the front of the house falls down but he's <laughs> luckily he stood in a window i all right. find it quite tough to get in and grab it and get out without getting crushed if i'm honest oh if you've not turned the auto run off you have you've got absolutely no chance it's very yeah. like i remember a lot of times i would have the auto run on and would try and stop in my tracks and i would end up doing quite a hefty skid it's like luigi running in the yeah. old mario games it does yeah once you get going man yeah so i felt i wrote here that the, the level alpha quadrant which was the one after that uh was the one that started off with the most significant selection of enemies there were like hordes of them in every single corner um so maybe that's the part of the game where it suddenly started to really sort of start like i said before doing the old copy and paste with the the enemies i'm pretty sure that's the level as well where it had the skinny stairs that you were watching me play i think yeah that just almost impossible to see with the naked eye until you go until you accidentally walk up them oh yeah those are mad um, there's a, it's because it's special because it's so bloody dark yes yeah absolutely like in the, again in the original version i don't know how anybody would have seen that at all 
that must have been almost impossible no. but it's almost like they're just a shadow of stairs until you kind of see yeah. just about jutting out that's uh that's nuts and i'm pretty sure when you get to the top of the stairs on that level there's one of the um the mancubus there with the rockets and he scared the shit out of oh, me yeah. and i fell all the way back down again because yeah. he's just right at the top <laughs> waiting for you um research lab is the level after that which is the one where you that you were talking about where it starts you starts the level by showing you loads of stuff and you can't you can't get any of it it's all the keys and stuff is right in front of you but you is, can't it, oh, is that the one where it's all behind cages and things like that yeah it's almost like it's a hub yeah. level basically like the, the room you enter like a single room with loads of connecting doors and they've got zombies in yeah. and stuff um that's the one where you get the you finally get the plasma rifle um and I think that's one that's one of the ones where it starts to bring in the Baron of Hell as the like a almost like a final boss to the level. Um and then you're on to you're almost getting close to hell at this point. Uh the last level, I'm assuming on Mars, if they still set the game there. I don't even really It's kind of un, it's a bit unclear, isn't it? Yeah, is is cool. It must be. It must be. Yeah. Um that was final outpost. And that was one of the most labyrinthian levels, I think, of the whole thing. It was really sort of claustrophobic. There's pillars and plinths everywhere. That's the one where you can t- kind of change the architecture that you were talking about earlier. It's almost like an MC Escher level yeah. or something. I did enjoy that. Yeah. As you as you go, the the level starts to open itself out and become less labyrinthine and more open. There's certainly a few rooms do that. Yeah, because anyway. you've got you get some some water areas in that one. So yeah, that that is there. And there's a uh, loads of close range Hell Knight. Um, fights in there as well just just don't take the rocket launcher out exactly yeah exactly I think there was another area as well there's like a really long balcony and it's got loads of demons on it Um, and yeah there's a lot of stuff in here where you have to kill stuff to progress it doesn't really do that 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 often in this one that's more that felt like more of a modern trope where you're not going to get through this level until you killed all the enemies. Normally, they're just kind of there as an incidental thing in the room, and then you can explore afterwards. Just but this one started to really bust throw by in. them. Yeah, mm-hmm. started to throw in like you can't leave. It won't open the door until all of these are dead. And then, and then you're into to uh, hell with a weird level title called Even Simpler. Um, and that was the one where it's just like a really large open area, and. There's just like a ne- seemingly never-ending amount of enemies, and then all you have to do is go in the middle and press a button after you've killed them all. And it was simple, but but it's just yeah. welcome to hell. Is a shitload of dudes. Off you go, fight them. And then the next level, the bleeding, is really expansive, and you're talking, you're going outside all these sort of ch- what look like churches with these like you know these um, you've got loads of the outskirts parts with these water areas again. Not a lot of enemies for the most part terracore was the one after that which introduced a bit of lightning which i thought was quite a nice little touch when it suddenly ran randomly just starts a little thunderstorm in the middle of hell yeah so i was watching videos about this and apparently one of the things they did when they updated the game was they added multiple textures to the skyboxes so in the old doom they would just make the the level flash or they would have, you know, like in, I can't, I don't know the technical terms, but as you move, the level would, the the level, the scenery would move with you to make, yes. to create the illusion of movement. Um, one of the things they did in the, 
in the updated versions, like I say, was is is they would layer the textures so that they could create lightning effects and things. So that's one thing that's new for the for the updated versions of the game, which I thought oh, was quite cool. interesting. Yeah, I think there was like a little flashing bits of lightning and stuff when that was going on. So maybe, maybe they yeah. added the sound effects in there as well. I don't know because it just seemed to be all of a sudden they've decided to add like a weather effect to the game. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um. Then the next level is Altar of Pain, and that is the one with the uh, the baby crying throughout the level. Um, oh, right, yeah, yeah. And you've got like a river, but it looked brown in colour. So I was, <laughs> uh, in my notes, I've clearly started to decide that the baby was crying because he's got a bit of an upset stomach and he's just got the shits, and that's why he's constantly <laughs> crying. And so, I mean, it's a fair assumption. Babies very often do shit themselves. Yeah, exactly. And shit themselves in catastrophic fashion. <laughs> yeah. And this one gave you uh, partial invisibility for the for what I think was the first time. And it's I totally couldn't. Pointless. I didn't. I had no idea what that actually did. Yeah, nothing. I, I didn't see any enemies <laughs> not seeing me. It's not exactly a stealth game, is it? So I know I didn't really understand the point of that. Um, but Altar of Pain is also the level where you get the un, the the unmaker, which was apparently going to be in the original Dooms, but they cut out. Um, ah. and it's, it is in the more recent Dooms um, I actually we're going to get to we're going to do a tier list in a minute um, the game asks when you pick it up what the fuck is this um, uh, did you notice that as well that sometimes the text at the top will actually have like little messages so if you pick up a yeah, health pack and- when you've got hardly any health it'll be like you've got a health pack that you desperately needed or something yeah I, I'd say that but it, it didn't ha- it happened at a bad time because if you, when you were fighting the mother demon at the end, if you would just be sitting watching yourself be dead for a while, trying to cool off, it would come up saying, ha ha, you died. Oh yeah? Not good enough. Better luck next time. Yeah, <laughs> it would totally rubbing it in and trolling you. I was like, this is not the time, dude. This is not the time for this. <laughs> um, so uh, the next level called Dark Citadel um, had a room in it where... You press the button, and that's the one where it started to fire like darts at you from all angles. Oh yeah! And you just have to basically suicide run into the middle of the room and get a blue key. I, 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 there may be a way to do that properly, but I did not figure it out. Just have enough health, and you'll be—you'll have like hardly any by the end of it. But good luck. Is this the one with all the spikes? I think so. That we're talking about. Yeah. So there's a room, like, so you encounter spikes from time to time, but there's a room where you apparently, apparently, you can get through all the spikes without getting injured. But there's a, an invincibility orb earlier okay. in the level. So I grab the invincibility orb, you run to the button, push the button, and then just sprint to the key and then get out of there as quick as you can. Right, okay. That's the easiest way to do it. Yeah. I think I must have just had like a supercharge and I had enough. I was like over 100 so I could survive it. But I just did not get how to do that otherwise. Just I hate darts. Oh, Every time insane, they put darts in that Absolutely game, insane. fucking ridiculous. This was also the one that had like a little library maze in it, if you remember that, where you're going through like all these bookshelves and there's like loads of zombies yes. around like every single loads corner. Of zombies reading books, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah read, having a quick, having a quick break and a read. That was quite fun. Um, I'm pretty sure the next level called Eye of the Storm. Well, first of all, that's the first one that has the armoured spiders in it, which are called Arachnatron. Um, and that one had the BFG in it, but I wasn't able to get I remember seeing the BFG, but I never actually got it. I don't know if you managed to get it in that level, but I didn't get it for a No, I don't think right I got it. No, I don't think so. 
Uh, oh god, Dark Entries was a was a total bitch. This is the one where you go in and out of a big main room, and that main room fires those flaming cannonballs at you that basically home in on you, and you had to kind of be really quick. To oh get in yes, and out of that level. And that's the one where you go into the room that I was telling you about when we were chatting is the one where you've got the supercharged thing that's kind of teleporting between five pillars yeah. that correspond with five buttons and you've got to try and figure out I don't know where it ends up being where it's you have to figure out where it starts from and press that button but I was expecting to have to play a game of Simon to follow the pattern completely on each of the yeah things i've also written in here that this was the part of the game where i started to really begin save scumming like almost every part <laughs> after every encounter or every room i was saving it again because doing anything again was just so, going to be so taxing i just could not handle it anymore uh <laughs> i think one of my favorite levels was was the next level called blood keep i didn't really write too much about it but i've basically written that I felt the level was designed better than almost everything else because all the paths to the buttons that you needed to press felt like they were the logical way you would go. The keys were always positioned in a place that was like relatively near the door that you actually needed to use it on so you don't have to backtrack throughout the entire level. Now, whether I was just getting better at the game by that point in terms of my memory of or like my ability to, to map a level in my head was better and, at the, and the early levels were doing that as well. But it felt like, mm-hmm. as we said earlier beginning levels it felt like you'd press a button and you'd be walking around for five minutes trying to figure out what the button did but this one definitely didn't (laughs) feel like that no uh um and the next level is the one where i finally got the bfg 9000 um this is another one where it was just walking around a central structure there's loads of guys to fight and there's loads of pickups and this was the one where you get the cyber demon fight. It was level 17 with the cyber demon boss fight at the end. You, you, I remember you text me about that because you obviously enjoyed that so much. I used to look for, I, yeah, the cyber demon appears, what, twice? Does he yes. in the game? Yes. I, I, I really enjoyed him both times, if I'm honest. Yeah, he feels just like a, a fun enemy. It takes a beating. Yeah, and he, he dishes it out because basically two shots yeah. of his rockets and you're done. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was good fun. I actually tried to yeah. So the second time he appears, I tried to cheese him because I I knew he was there. Yeah, you can hear him and see him walking around behind the pillars. Yeah, and I wasted a hundred shotgun bullets just standing shooting him because you can hit him between the pillars, yeah. <laughs> but you can obviously only hit him with like two bullets at a time. Yeah, um, and note, obviously not going to anyone. In. Yeah, note to anyone planning on playing this game that hasn't already, don't do that. It's not a good idea. <laughs> it's just a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, because it's definitely a lot more fun to try and like... You basically have to kite him around the central structure. Yeah. And then you're popping out, hitting him with rockets and making sure you get back behind cover before he's hit you. I had got carried away. I saw my name up in lights. I was envisaging this broadcast, being able to come along and go, oh, I beat him with before he even came out. But I didn't. Oh, I you didn't. still didn't I tried. To... I tried and I failed. Oh, what, so you ran out of bullets then? Yeah, yeah. Ran out of bullets died and then had to redo it (laughs) (laughs) with my tail between my legs cheese isn't always the best way the next level after that is called the spiral which is literally just a spiral with loads of enemies and only one door and it took i got 100 Mm -hmm. of everything in three minutes 10 i remember i remember writing down the time for that just thinking (laughs) oh my god this is the like it's a manic level full of absolute mayhem yeah but which is really fun but it's a total it's a total 
departure from every other level in the game up to this point where it's, it's almost yeah. just a fight and then it's over yep yeah it's almost a surprise when it's over isn't it yeah yeah because i think you do still get a key and you expect then the level's going to open up but the key just opens yeah. the door to the exit and that's it <laughs> um the the level after that is called breakdown and this is the this was the the first room of this it's got like um like a raised walkway around the edge that goes almost in a square around the outside of the level um and there's loads of central pillars and there was a button on either side of the pillars that you had to shoot to activate and i tried this afterwards you cannot shoot the other buttons in the game no I, I tried shooting. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I tried I t- yeah, yeah. You're right. Sorry, it, I'm following now. Yeah, it doesn't work. It, 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 there are random buttons throughout the game that you can shoot, and it opens up secrets. Yeah, but the the buttons you can shoot are no different to the buttons that you can push, and there's no sort of discernible reason to suggest that you might be able to shoot a button yeah. or push it. I every time I've any game has ever done that, I often feel like they've decided to put it in as like just a test of your patience. So they <laughs> they feel like every single gamer is going to get there in the same way of you get so fed up of trying to figure out what to do, you're just going to start shooting your gun because you're pissed off. Yeah, and it's absolutely. actually going to work. And that's quite a nice feeling to be like, oh, for fuck's sake, and just pull the trigger. And oh, oh, that worked. I pressed the button with a shotgun <laughs> shell. So that, yeah, I found that one weird. The next one was called Pitfalls, which was bloody hell full of pitfalls. This one, I felt really like I could totally lucked into it. So there's like a, if you remember this one, you've got like a, there's a, there's like a big central pillar and you're on, you're sort of around it. There's a big drop down into like lava below and you're on this kind of like green terrain and it's got to get to this teleporter near where this hell knight stood. You basically have to kind of like find a way to gradually go up and up and up one little ledge at a time. You can't. There'll be some that'll be like a little bit too high, so you've got to go on the one that's a little bit lower. I think I know what you're talking about, yeah. And obviously, because you can't jump, you're you're basically just you have to almost sort of plan. It's like a maze of slightly. Yeah, I quite enjoyed this level actually. Yeah, so when I'm thinking of yeah, this one took me over twenty minutes, um, and I've written that I felt that it was a really cleverly designed level, but um, obviously, again, very very confusing. Yeah. Um, the next level is called Burnt Offerings, and that's the one I talked to you about where the Hell Knights come through the floor, making that just like... Meh! Oh, the, the yes! Come, the pillars go yeah. up, and then these two Hell Knights just come up the floor. And they always <laughs> and the they animations... continue to do it even after they die. Yeah, and, and if you don't kill them, they're going to go back down again for another... And they'll come back up again in a few minutes. They're just gonna, yeah. <laughs> they must have to be sitting there tapping their watches like I was in the middle of somebody, <laughs> pillar guy. Um, some of the animations their version of uh, the Phantom Menace you know like when Darth Maul and <laughs> we just you, sit behind that Qui-Gon get split up yeah, yeah. <laughs> just gotta watch each other for a bit and wait <laughs> yeah and just imagine like elevator music playing yes while they're oh waiting. that'd be so good um, yeah some of the animations in this game are really funny I found that the Mancubus ones were the funniest because he has a proper fat man's waddle and especially when you shoot yes. him he kind of like he just sort of twitches a little bit as he's waddling around <laughs> That was really fun to do. Um, this is the one where there's a room with a, a red key in it. It's just kind of sat in the middle and you walk up to the key to get it and then all the walls immediately go straight up in your... They were like closing around you, like oh, yeah. point blank yeah, yeah. in your face. Um, and I initially thought you had to shoot the Hell Knights 
quickly to for it to open so i was trying to like kite them to go just into the gap between the walls so i could get a few shotgun shots on them but there's actually just a button that appears on one of them randomly and you've got to press that <laughs> um we are getting to the end at this point there's only three levels left so this the third to last level was called unholy temple and this is the one with the, that you spoke of earlier with the three all the doors have like three key three keys on them in a combination you've got to yeah. press them in that room in a certain order and then remember which one you've pressed and what order it was and <laughs> that i mean that was just an absolute ordeal in a good way but it just took so so long it so it gets to be a slog by the end but that's a, like a, i feel like that's like the 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 sort of magnum opus of a level that they they throw at you yeah. before you before shit's about to go down for the final part um because the, the second to last the level, thing I find annoying about it, yeah, go on. was that I I would know in my head where I had to get to, and I was like, oh, I can't even work out how I get there. So yeah. it's just just a case of like knowing exactly where I needed to be, but having no idea how to get to where I needed to be. Uh, yeah, and I think, but yeah, because because you did tell me that it was to do with the order of the keys and. Mm-hmm. That I was, that it was in more than one of them, but I didn't really pay attention to that because I remember the first time I put the combination in, I thought, right, that's the exit door, so I'm ready. And then yeah. that's when I remember saying to you, like, why, why hasn't this ended yet? I don't understand what more I have to do. I've done all of it, but yeah, that was, um, yeah, that's a great level. It's just a really, really long one um, because mm-hmm. the, the penultimate level is really short. Um, that's called no escape and that's the one that has the second cyber demon fight at the end because a lot of it just starts off with loads of copy and paste enemies and you basically just get to what is the sort of mini boss fight before the final boss which is on the absolution and caused us all those issues and that is another thing that made me think about like the spread of stuff because it seems the bfg i think i read somewhere uh in one of the reviews or something and they were talking about the guns where they said like it's they they uh kind of nerfed it effectively from the PC versions because on the PC versions like Doom One and Two, if you have the BFG and you pull the trigger, everything on the screen is going to die. Whereas this one absolutely doesn't do that. It will kill one enemy if you uh, maybe two if they're weak ones. But like if you had two Hell Knights and you pull you shoot the BFG at them, they're both not they're not both going to die. So no, I was shooting the final boss of this whilst trying to kite is homing fireballs into the walls so they wouldn't hit me mm-hmm. from quite a distance and it was taking like i would run out of ammo on the bfg and i remember when you when you beat the oh, really? level yeah because when you completed it you was like oh i just shot him twice with the bfg and he died and i was like what i've been shooting him like 15 times and he's still not dying <laughs> so then all of a sudden yeah if you just run up to him and shoot him as like close range as possible with the BFG he really does, or she really does go down like a sack of spuds. But yeah, talk us back again through through why you hated this. If you didn't know that, and let's say we never managed to do this, why did you hate it so much? I just think it's a it's a boss level. Like everything else in this game, there'll maybe be challenges, there'll be tough stuff, but you can work out how to sort of fight your way around different things to me the, the sort of the 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 attack mode that the the hell demon does is she fires out 
flames on the ground which will do a small amount of damage and bump you up into there which are <laughs> yeah. annoying and disorientating but it'll knock you right over that supercharged uh item as well yeah <laughs> but these she would also fire out like four like flaming red fireballs that could move faster than you can run and can turn on like a dime yeah. as far as i could tell yeah. so i was really struggling to kite them into walls you couldn't outrun them and i was just dying over and over and over and over again and i i just lost my cool completely with it and it's a bit of a shame really now like it's good because i've beaten it now and i've had a bit of time to chill out but at the time it was such a sour taste on a game that i had for the most part enjoyed right the way through and then it just came up with this absolute fuck you at the end <laughs> to just and it, like again going back to what i'm saying like like everything else in the game is it can be hard but there's a way around it if you sit back and think there what to me there wasn't for this boss and it was just about getting done in over and over and over again but then maybe maybe there was because we figured out you can just do it in by running at her and shooting, shooting her twice. I can't believe that I just works. wasn't figuring it out. I really can't believe that works. Yeah, when you told me you'd done it, I just I couldn't understand how that was possible. And I did it the very first try. It's weird. Yeah. Because it gives you so much. Maybe, you know, people who haven't got the um, the secret keys or whatever it was to, to shut the other boxes full of enemies will mm. have wasted their BFG ammo by then. I don't know. Because if you if you don't have that, I doubt it's going to work. So may, maybe that is like the easiest way of doing it is BFG to the face three or four times and it's done. But if you wasted be, that, yeah, because eventually worked out a good way of getting through the the massive massive amount of enemies you get at the start. Essentially, you you pump that invincibility orb and then you just run at the things that spread out the flaming skulls and you just unload your your rocket launcher on them because yeah. it does an area damage it not only kills them quickly but it kills everything around them and then you can move on to the next bit and then every time one pops up after that if you can get most of them it's only a couple you just hone in on them make sure they die and then just keep moving and the rest of it is actually it's fun but it's quite easy and then yeah. this hell demon arrives and just does you in over and over and, and she over doesn't again. even waste any time she's straight attacking you out as soon as she appears that's it she's firing that shit yeah. at you immediately there's no like grand entrance or whatever it's just thunk, there she is and off you go have a fight yeah yeah but you're right though you have to you have to hone in on the hang on oh they're called pain elementals that's what they're called they're the ones that shoot the lost souls which is the skulls so yeah, you really have to hone in on them because especially if you've got the rocket launcher, their skulls will wreck your day by getting right up close to you yeah. when you're just about to fire a rocket at someone else and then explode it in your face and you take all that damage. But mm -hmm. but yeah, once we got through it and that was the, you know, it's, uh, well, for me, I, I, luckily I, I never, you well, luckily for me, you figured out how to beat the final boss quickly enough that it hadn't <laughs> given me ultimate rage yet. Because if you hadn't have figured that out, I'd have been in exactly the same position as you, not knowing whether I was ever going to do it. It's 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 a it's a shame because I think I think overall, the more I think about it, it's a generally quite a strong outing for for this game. Totally undermined by the last boss. Luckily, we figured out a way to get around it. Um, I suspect that's not the way they want us to do it, but we did it anyway. Who knows? <laughs> and it's done. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a shame because it's a real weak point. And it's always a shame for me personally, it's always a shame when 
games have their weak point right at the end because yeah it does leave a it does leave a bit of a sour taste in your mouth and i think i think i'm less up on this game because of that end boss which is again which is a shame and maybe as time goes on i'll forget it but I just don't think it's a good. It's not good. It's it. It relies on something that the game doesn't rely on until that point at the end of the game. Yeah, it, it's like it's you know you know like when we I think we've spoken about it before boss battles and games that will they'll you'll spend an entire level or section of a game teaching you different gameplay mechanics yep. and then the boss will just completely subvert that and do the exact opposite. What are you doing? <laughs> Stop that! Stop it! Well, it's um, yeah, yeah, especially because in that, in that, like arena, you know, it it mm-hmm. gives you those things to stand behind. It, ex- it clearly expects you to strafe around, covering, getting cover behind them, focusing your fire on certain places, and using the environment to your advantage. But as soon as you've done the normal enemies and the boss comes out, you've got no chance. It's it's got homing missiles that are faster than you are. So yeah. All that strategy is gone. You have to completely switch it up, and in this case, you have to switch it up just to be really reckless and not do yeah, what you've absolutely. done. Yeah, whatever. It's a shame. I see, I see we're about to. I do see we're about to move on based on the Skype screen yeah. I've got. So, what would you? What would you rate if you were to review? If you were reviewing this game back okay. in the older Windows U days, what do you think you'd be plopping on? I'd probably give it an eight if we're talking about numbers. Yeah. Um. In- I think I'd I think I'd 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 be seven point five, maybe push to an eight. I enjoyed it; it's a good game. Had a really good time with it. Uh, one th- one thing that it would get from me is it would probably get a really high ranking in terms of the N sixty four catalog, because yeah, not a lot of N sixty four. I mean, what was it? Was it the N sixty four magazine that we're going to come to later? It was kept going on about it not being as good as To Rock. But I'm almost certain. Yeah. I'm almost certain it's aged. <laughs> it's not better. as good as Turok, but it's fine. This this creaky old game that was only what this franchise was only four years old by that yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, but we'd, we'd hate to think what they'd think of Halo these days or Call of Duty. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think you know if I was rating the best N64 games, this would this would be within the top easily in the top twenty. It may be pushing the top ten. Yeah, I reckon so. Um. Because I think a lot of times you'll go you back be right. and, and be disappointed in an, in an N64 game. Mario 64 yeah. being one that's recently disappointed me quite a lot. Um, yeah, unfortunately. So, you know, it had a good foundation based on the fact that it was, you know, built on an absolute classic that didn't really... Yep. You know, games had actually come so far by that point when, you, when you're looking at Mario 64 and how that was basically the next big mm. leap in gaming, probably since Doom itself. Um, so this was still kind of like pulling back the traits and the tropes and the design ideas from a previous generation and was able to just sort of iterate on it and, and give it its own feel. So because that original game has aged so well, this this one probably does because of that. Whereas yeah, Mario 64 has been vastly bettered since then. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Let's do a tier list of the weapons. So, I mean, it's pretty obvious we're going to stick the pistol in at the D tier, right? Immediately. Yeah. And say, right in say, say nothing about the fact that basically the first level gives you a shotgun straight up, you know, very soon after and you would never, ever use the pistol again. I remember I did try to at times in the earlier levels. I thought I should be, I should just be keeping my pistol 
for like the zombies or I'll, I'll use it on them but it's not stingy with <laughs> no, it's not stingy sorry. with ammo enough to make that ever really ne- necessary mm-hmm. now the regular shotgun as i said you get in the first level but once you get the super shotgun even with its faster fire rate i don't think it it, it ever stays as a viable weapon no I, I didn't use it after i got the super shotgun i don't think i used it again you were trying to save ammo for a while right felt like it yeah yeah, I mean, so maybe you used it longer than I did, but as soon as I got the super shotgun, I don't think I touched that thing again. I remember I did say that to you, yeah, that I was trying to do it because that's obviously single fire rather than firing two at once, but mm-hmm. it's just not worth it. It's uh, The super shotgun is so powerful from anywhere, even from distance. You can usually one-shot a, an imp or a, or a zombie from as far away as you can see them. Yeah. Obviously, I think the, the shotgun has to go C-tier. You think? Okay. I wouldn't put it in D tier because it's still pretty powerful and it's the the weapon you're going to use until you get the super one. Yes, that's true. I think super shotgun has to be S tier, doesn't it? Yeah. Although there were certain situations in which it was just like, I'm looking at these guns and trying to think of like other situations I wouldn't want them or I would want them. And there are situations I wouldn't want the super shotgun, i.e. the last level. I I don't want to be anywhere near that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah like it was my favorite gun throughout the game but then but then like if this looks very reminiscent in which i'm assuming where this idea comes from this this list you have on the screen that we're looking at looks very reminiscent of an apex legend weapon tier list yeah and just because i like the gun i.e the spitfire doesn't make it an s tier gun so i just it just i don't know i mean it never it never feels weaker like it's by the, the time it's the old faithful, the, isn't it? Yeah. By the time you get to the last few levels, like you, you're not even thinking about, you barely even think about the chain gun at that point. But yeah, get that, get that bad boy in S tier. Yeah. Just for val for value throughout the throughout the whole game, it's got to be up there. Yeah. The chainsaw. I, I mean, you, I'd rather use a pistol, mate. Really? I'll be honest with you. I hated that thing. Did not use it. I definitely. I don't know if I'd rather use the pistol. Because I think for the for the I think they're called demons in this, but they're, they're like we think of them as pinky. It's always good for them because they obviously just charge it, at you. Yes, um, it was just my my reticence for it was worry in case I came up against anything that had a gun. Like yeah. a zombie would cause me annoying amount of damage oh, if be, I was running about. With you, yeah, you'd be mad to try that. Same with the berserker. Really. If, I could never tell when that was running out because it used it seemed like it stopped flashing. Like almost oh, immediately. I just didn't use it. I just used to switch off from it as soon as I got it. Yeah. So I, I think another thing is that the chainsaw is like the first weapon when you get it, right? It's before. Yeah. So I would never want to try and go back that far down the, the weapon inventory because I'd accident, I might accidentally get my fists out or a pistol by accident <laughs> and then I'm completely fucked. The danger zone of the inventory. So you want it, you want it in D tier, do you? I would like it in D tier, but I'm up for it. I, you, you're hotter on it than me, so I only, where would I, you have had it I if only I ever used this? it like twice, and that was on the, the cloaked demon things, the pink things that run at you, and it was just fun. I mean, but I think it has to go D tier just because it's quite useful. like a gnat. It, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, it Buzzing doesn't sound around. very powerful. Yeah. But yeah, like, that maybe is a, a, a singular use case for it. If there's a lot of um, invisible enemies going about, it's perhaps useful for making sure you don't get jumped by one of them. I felt like those enemies weren't that prevalent in this one, though. 
by the time they Not suddenly so start doing the, like the caca demons there and, and the imps and the barons uh, the hell knights that you don't really see a lot of those pink things running at you so no yeah. no you don't all right yeah let's put it uh let's put it d chain gun i i it, it became my de facto ammo saving go-to like i don't want to waste yeah. plasma rifle or plasma ammo on regular enemies i don't really want to run out of super shotgun stuff but this will do enough damage to most things that i can just churn through the ammo and not care yeah, I also find it quite useful in areas where there was a lot of enemies that maybe didn't have so many projectiles because it was quite good at, um, what was it? Oh, I can't remember the, anim- it would basically interrupt the animations of the enemies so they yeah, wouldn't like, be able to get off a hit or fire, an- fire a bullet. Yeah, they were quite useful in that regard just to sort of be a pain in the ass and manage large, large groups of enemies. Yeah, uh, I mean... The noise. I thought the gunfire noise on this one was pretty good, and yeah, as you as you it was say, fun to use. Yeah, just the, not very powerful. Yeah, and even if it didn't actually do as much damage as some of the other ones, it kind of felt fun to just because you don't ever have to reload on in this game. That one is one yeah. of the ones where you can just kind of hold the fire button down and just let it rip, and you're normally going to be packing about three or four hundred bullets for it, so you can just go mental with it. I feel like it's a B tier. Okay, would be my where I put it. Rocket launcher. When I when I thought about this, this one was in my head as an A tier, but you obviously tried to avoid it because of the fact that it was just so dangerous. So I'm thinking you might place it somewhere lower, like a B. I I would I think in terms of in terms of damage, it is an A tier, um, but in very specific circumstances. Um, yeah. I'd be happy with it in an A tier because if I was in an open area, I would I would tend to yeah. go to it. You, you generally had a lot of a lot of rockets to use up. The game wasn't shy at giving you more rockets, and it because it wasn't like a go to weapon for me. I was quite happy just to churn through the rockets in an open area and just go wild, f- like smashing them about. I mean, um, and let's be honest, when I die because of rocket launcher, it was it was because it it was my own fault or because I. Stupid flaming skull flew up on me and yeah. I didn't see it coming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it would. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I probably use this both times for the cyber demon. I think that's the weapons I took him down with both times. I don't. Yeah. Know if I had any BFG ammo by that point. So certainly the first fight that was what I used. Yeah, absolutely. Get it in it. A. Get it in the bag. Plasma rifle for me. That's an S, because. I would I would treat that ammo like fucking gold dust, and <laughs> it just it would just shred everything except for the final yeah, boss. Yeah, I, I like this thing. <laughs> the plasma rifle I've always loved. It looks it, this was a much better look need, for it than in the originals as well. Where it kind of looks all. I like need a, you to explain it to me though. Um, so seeing the last boss, yeah, I found that if I was using the plasma rifle, the unmaker, the BFG nine thousand, and maybe the chain gun, but I'm not sure about that. Like. If I used one of those, I would lose all my ammo for all of them. What was going on there? It's those. It's these last three. The, the chain gun was um, bullets. That's the same as the pistol. That was taking bullets. Right, okay. And then the, obviously right, shotguns okay. were taking shells, rockets, and then plasma. That's the four ammo types. So they just took the same ammo? Yeah. Because I, I was like, oh, I'll use that, then I'll move on to my unmaker or yeah. my plasma rifle and then I, or my BFG. And be like, well, the ammo's gone. I don't know where that yeah. went. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if you use the BFG, I'm pretty sure it takes like... 40 for one shot all right okay 
So, because I remember basically every time I ran out, I got down to like 20 ammo with the BFG, it would then switch automatically to the plasma rifle. And I'd be able to fire the last 20 off with that. But on almost every enemy, the plasma rifle was just wrecking them. Because that's, I guess that's why they hide the ammo from you so much and you hardly ever get any. Most secret rooms I found yeah. towards the end of the game would just have plasma bullets in it. So for, for me, see, I, I wasn't sure whether this would be an S, but then the BFG really is way more powerful. But it takes ages to load up and it's been nerfed. So I wasn't sure if this was going to be yeah, a I, BFG BS. The BFG rifle or gun was good for me in one level, and that was the final level. Okay, so I... I, I, I never really used it apart from that. Then I will say, let's put Plasma at S, and then I guess what BFG's got to go at A. Uh, is it A? I mean, the BF... The, well, it, it got me through the, the boss from hell, so... <laughs> yeah. It deserves kudos for that. Okay, we'll put BFG at A, because as you say, it's... The use case for it is not. There aren't many of them. The unmakers. Well, I actually, are, I assumed also that it had an area of effect yeah. like the rocket launcher did, but it apparently doesn't because I, I shot yeah. the hell demon point blank and didn't die. Yeah, I it did. Like I said, and it didn't kill everything on screen, which is what it's supposed to. Like in the modern, yeah. the newer games, it definitely does that. The unmaker, I, I found you really, that, right? I, I found it really underwhelming. I mean. On a game as fast as that, which is just twitchy as it is, and you don't, again, you can't aim up and down. You don't, you're just really kind of strafing and running and poking out round corners. To have the smallest, thinnest beam of red light. It didn't look great. It didn't look great. I mean, yeah, the design of the weapon's fair enough, but the, yeah, the bullet that it fired was pathetic. And it never seemed to take anything yeah. down all that quickly. Like, I mean, and when it did, it was so underwhelming. Like, the rocket launcher obviously killed enemies in a massive explosion. So did the BFG and the plasma rifle. Yeah. And the shotgun just, like, blew enemies off their feet. The Unmaker just sort of made enemies fall over, which is a bit of a, yeah. a, bit of a shame. I, I, I'm pretty sure at one point I actually tested it as well. And I was like, right, I can kill a, a Hell Knight with four super shotgun shots. So if I shoot him four times with the Unmaker, he has to definitely die. And he wouldn't. It would take almost twice as many as that. So, uh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So uh, it seems really underpowered for what it should be. I'd put this in C tier, personally. Yeah, I get it. And then, I, then I, I didn't realize. I, I, I thought it was okay, but I hardly used it, if I'm honest. Well, that, yeah. And you've got... I, I just kind of gave up on it. When it felt like it wasn't doing enough damage, I just thought, uh, this feels like something they just wanted in the game because it got cut from the other ones. And yeah. I, I, I would never have touched it outside of, like... Super shotgun, plasma rifle, rocket launcher. That's basically all I was doing. And then chain gun for when I'm running around and I'll switch away from it if it needs it. Yeah, absolutely. So there we go. That's it. So D tier, pistol, chainsaw, C tier, shotgun and unmaker, B tier, chain gun, A tier, rocket launcher, BFG, and the S tier is the super shotgun and the plasma rifle. Pretty happy with absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Right. Strong outing. Let's briefly finish up by having a quick look at some of the reviews from around the time i very much enjoyed reading these today. go on then you can take us through your your favorite parts that you saw from these reviews so i recently uh, goomba stomp readers will should know uh have been sort of reviewing magazines from the 90s n64 magazine and the nintendo official magazine from mm -hmm. 97 onwards from basically the launch of the n64 onwards so i had the copies of the 
issues of these that have the reviews of Doom 64 in them. Uh, N64 magazine, they actually, um, they would review anything in any region as soon as it came out and they would just get the import and review it, whereas the official magazine would always wait till the UK one. So N64 magazine had this review in like four or five issues ahead of the other one. So they were way ahead of them in terms of when they reviewed it. Oh, nice. So whether that changed the opinion of the official mag because they waited and played loads of other games first, I don't know. Because so, these guys were playing it in like issue three. I bet they also had colleagues in America that, that had time to sort of let the game settle as well, which is interesting if they were swayed by that. Yeah. I Did the official magazines ever give bad reviews? It, it almost every time would give a way higher score than the N64 mag would. Oh, okay, so an example is uh, FIFA 64, right? Dog shit. Utterly terrible video game. Everybody knows that. The official magazine gave that a 67% score because they all did it in percents back then. Um, I love that. I love that notion that Super Mario 64 is 4% of it is shit. So it's 96% good. Um, yeah. So they, so official magazine gave it 67% and the N64 mag gave it 39. So you're talking, you know, 30% less and they gave like cruising usa 34 percent mortal kombat trilogy 34 percent they would love in like they would love shitting on a bad game whereas the official mag would say it was bad but still give it i mean imagine if that's 67 percent is almost a rating of like a seven you would play a yeah, seven, seven game. should be good yeah right? yeah but they they hated it and they kept saying how terrible it was compared to iss so yeah so they 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 claimed. I, I remember reading something like one of the first ones that they said, "Oh, just because we're official doesn't mean we won't tell you a crap game's crap." But yes, <laughs> review scores are uh, you know belie that statement. Whereas N sixty four, I am always shit. surprised when we look at all the things like so. Like Killer Instinct seems to have not been. I've heard it a few times, and I see here that the N sixty four score was. 62%. In my head, that was a game I played more than I played Street Fighter as a kid. Really? Also, oh, just as a kid, I don't, didn't understand man. what a good game was. Yeah. But with the, with the official magazine, game um, 84. So. Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing that I find funny is that um, J Lee Perfect Soccer is an 89. That's that's ISS 64. It's not, oh, is it? Right? Yeah, okay, yeah. well, it's not perfect. No, <laughs> I get you. I get you. <laughs> It's, no, it's not perfect. It's eleven percent off of perfect. Seventy <laughs> percent for Wayne. But anyway, is sorry. Crime, an absolute crime. Anyway, how much of a loser am I for doing this? By the way, <laughs> what is? Oh, this? I'm, I'm loving this. But Wave Race sixty four has got no. You you should also add your own score to it as well. Oh, Alex, I should. Should Alex sixty four score. <laughs> oh, God, that means I'd have to play some of this crap like this. Yeah, yeah, get get on with it. Get on Mahjong Master, on with it. king of pro baseball. Wave Race 64, I suspect, is gonna is nowhere near a 90. But well, I bet you at the time, it, like, if I remember, that game looked amazing. I used to have it, and it, it looked unbelievable, I think, at the time. But it's just a shitey jet ski game, right? <laughs> no, it's not shitey. It's just, like, <laughs> got about six races in it, and that's it. It's just it's nothing. It's just got water effects. But I'm... Pretty sure, yeah. Which I, I guess was probably big for the time. I mean, I do like Wave Race, but I wouldn't give it ninety percent. I haven't played it in a long time. I, I think it might surprise you. I probably was, but it's not better than about Doom 64. ten years old last time I played it. 
Yeah, definitely. I'd have been, yeah, about 10 or 11. Here's the thing. Look at the, I didn't actually, um, I didn't actually look at the buttons. Um, so apparently you could play this with the analog stick or the D-pad. So I did. I picked up the the fact that he was in this bit. If it, is it? It's maybe this one. He sort of complains about the fact that if you use the revolutionary pad using the analog input, you actually can't use the left strafe. Yeah, here it goes. I'll read this bit. Um, if you start a game without adjusting the standard layout of the controls, Doom 64 becomes the first game to throw up problems with the N64's revolutionary controller. If you use analog for the movement, by far the most satisfying way of doing things, you can reach you can't reach L, the left strafe button, a serious problem, especially in the final sections of the game. Yeah, if you can't go left, eh? <laughs> so they on the N sixty four they had L as an R as strafe and expected you to use the analog stick on the middle trident. I mean Yep, seems that way. What a load of revolutionary shit. controller. Look at these screenshots as well. They look horrible. Compared to what we've just that one in the top at. left. <laughs> this is it's one thing I am absolutely stunned by. This is this is not a great audio feature, but like when we're reading through old magazines, like the quality of journalism and the quality, I'm assuming that they've ju- they're just putting up pictures that they've been sent, or um, have they captured these themselves? Because if they've captured these themselves, they've put no thought into the into their picture selection. They're genuinely just sitting, that'll do, that'll do, that fits, that fits. There we go, done. Yeah, I suppose you're right. I mean, My big standout from when we were rereading old reviews, though, was that they kept on referring to how this game was old and out of date. And, and like, that's it, go back yeah. to the page you were on before, and I, I want to read a section. There's that. Doom's, Doom's the oldest, most cliched game in the world. Why would I want to go anywhere near it? Doom's only survived as long as it has, four years, because it's such a good game. It didn't invent the first-person perspective game. It only seems like that because it was so good. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> there, was, there was another one on another page where they were talking about it, and it was like, Doom seems like the old is the oldest game in the world, and in brackets they had probably, or something like that. Yeah, that's in the opening spiel, yeah. It's not old. So where would it have come out? Before before this release, Doom was originally released as like a DOS. It, they released it like they gave away the first the first level free in a magazine, and then you had to send Shareware. away money in a, in the yeah. post to get sent more levels. Yeah, that's right. But then I guess the reason that they keep going on about it being old is because it was it had been by the time Doom sixty four had come out, it had do the original Doom had been on Sega thirty two X, Atari Jaguar, Mac. SNES, PlayStation, 3DO, and Saturn. So that's probably... I also suspect that it it was because it came sort of at the cusp before the way in which people distributed video games really changed. So I guess yeah. like looking back at Doom and the way it was distributed, i.e. like a like on DOS and a like almost like a free to play model or free to start. By the time the N64 came around, that that version of distributing games was quite archaic. So I, I get it. I get it from that perspective, but it's not an old game. Not having that. No. Oh look, this is where they, they're talking here about the the special levels. Fun Boy Three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't uh, know what that means. Sorry, there was a heading in this level in this magazine that says Fun so, Boy Three. So they've put fun in, in inverted commas 
they're basically three smaller arenas and it's just multiple appearances of the game's toughest enemies great there's not even much health ammo or armor to help you they said it's in the final boss is ineffably hard yes that's that's true looks like a giant floating let's be polite brown slug it's the mother of all demons and you should be scared of it yeah i mean i was scared of it that's that's fair yeah so they yeah they they should they did warn us n64 magazine said it's as good a con- as a, it's a good at conversion it's weird to, that's what i'm saying like it's weird that they've called it that it's not yeah, that because it's not it's built for the n64 and it's an n64 exclusive which they've they've quite clearly said here they, they say it right in the beginning thing you know it could have been a disaster a bit of ported playstation code a lucky dip of levels from doom doom 2 and final doom some like some lackluster 64 bit polishing um we would have been spitting tax for some reason and midway i think it's because midway had done stuff like Don't mortal Kombat trilogy and nba hang time or something they, they, they basically had just been slapping out ports without any effort so they've said here obviously do but it hasn't doom 64 is a very accomplished game um all the levels in doom 64 are new um they've got a yeah and this is where they started going about they've got a dark claustrophobic feeling some scary music um, so yeah so this game finishes on 80 percent, and the verdict is as good a conversion as we could have hoped for doom as a concept has been bettered by turok <laughs> but doom 64 <laughs> takes an admirable second place yeah, I'm not, I'm not- it mentions turok again so they've got so the and this is one thing that i like and this again is like an old throwback from old video game reviews in that they they sort of take different aspects of a game and they try and sort of mechanically create a create a score out of it. So they've got lifespan, mastery, sounds, and visuals here. They mentioned Turok twice that I can see as I'm skimming here. Three times. But in sounds, it gets an eight. And it's got scary music, but the effects lack the background detail of Turok. <laughs> Monster noises still disturbing, though. That's good. Mastery only gets a six, however. And on, in some aspects, it's up there with Turok but the weapon effects and sprite animation let it down. It's very old game as well. Can you imagine, sorry, I know I'm, I'm like veering about here all over the place, but can you imagine an, a, a proper editor in 2021 allowing this writer called James to continually just compare it to another game that the reader may or may not have ever played? Don't bother actually describing the game, just completely <laughs> refer to Turok over and over again. If you've not played Turok, you'll have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. But doesn't matter. We don't care. I wanted to see what mastery actually meant here. How well does the game make use of the N64's amazing hardware? Didn't expect it to mean that. I'll be honest with you. Nope. It's so funny looking back on these. Especially like thinking, like, yeah, it was good hardware at the time. And it was amazing. And I remember the advert of Banjo-Kazooie on the TV on the most powerful games console on the earth. But it got its teeth kicked in by the PlayStation. <laughs> this console yep the official magazine actually gave it more what if they mentioned to rock in here as well that'd be weird so they've got playability and last ability rather than mastery and lifespan having forward and back on the 3d stick still feels weird after to rock <laughs> yes <laughs> was rock like some mass madly loved game i'm fucking playing it now no. i'm gonna play while you play the original doom i'm gonna play to rock and then i think we we need to come like the next pod we do it we'll have a brief aside at the beginning of, we need to is Turok better than doom 64 and is original doom better than doom 64 <laughs> 
turn off the lights, slot in the cartridge, and prepare to be shocked. <laughs> Here you go. It's tough too, even for professional doom experts like us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lads. There's nothing drastically wrong with Doom 64, an 85% rated game. Uh, but if you can hang on that just that little bit longer, then GoldenEye 007 is on the horizon. Hell yeah. Or just have them both. Yeah, I mean, no, no, you're not allowed both. One of the other, Alex. So look, and this one's even said that it was on a new engine. It doesn't let you look up and down. It's murky, but all the re-rendered baddies are nice. This is an era as well where all the magazines kept saying things like goodies and baddies, which seems really childish. Baddies, nice. I would never look nice, at that guy good. and be like, oh, that's one of them baddies from Doom, innit? Out of body. <laughs> well, there we go. i got nothing else to say. And I guess that brings us to the end of episode eight, Alex. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow us at... A winner is you pod. I actually thought over the weekend we should have, maybe I did check it and I just forgot. We should have called ourselves winner is you pod because then the at symbol is the a. But never mind, <laughs> we have not done that. It's at a winner is you pod, and you can also send us an email on a winner is you pod at gmail.com. Yep. Um, I would also suggest that you go and check out Alex's YouTube channel. Uh, what is it, Alex? Uh, I think it's called Super Thrillix. T-H-R-I-L-L-E-X. Super Thrillix, where yeah, where he's he's got a, at least one as of time of recording video accompaniment to the Goomba Stomp articles, which is GoombaStomp.com. Go check that out too. He has been writing about old Nintendo sixty four magazines. Uh, is there anything else we need to plug, Alex? Uh unless you want to tease what your idea was. I don't know how soon we're going to get to that. Your let's leave it for now because i've actually not thought about how to put that how to do that and i need to set up my own youtube channel yeah. and stuff to actually do that so let's let's wait for now but i guess that brings us to the end of episode eight of our winning issue podcast you have been listening to us talk about doom 64 which i think all in all we've got generally positive views of some some little mixed feelings about but generally positive alex continues to chew it over in his mind <laughs> And next we move on to Hades, the long-awaited Hades that we've been working on for a while. Yes, indeed. And I suppose with that, I've been David, he has been Alex, we have been at a winner is you, and I'm out. Keep gaming. Keep gaming.